Hello, welcome to episode two of the podcast, which I've now named, where I walk about with my dog and talk about game design. Uh, today, I specifically wanted to talk about Persona 5, because I lucked into an early copy through various means, and by the looks of it, the embargo has now dropped, so people can openly talk about it without breaking laws or getting in trouble with the company. So, I'm gonna. You should be playing Persona. Persona games are great. Well, you should probably be playing Persona. Depends if you're into that kind of thing, which I am. The way Persona games work is very odd, and there's nothing else like it at all, really. It's two interlinked games. You've got one game in which you are a Japanese high school student working out how to spend your day and who to have to be friends with. And the other side of things, you are a warrior going through a very strange dungeon beating up monsters. And both of these things happen at the same time, sort of, to the same person, and are fundamentally interlinked. As an example, there'll be some slight spoilers for Persona 5 in this, but only for the first little section. But given it's a Persona game, that'll be the first six hours or so. It's a slow burn. So in most Persona games, you've got your school life. Now, in, your, in this section of the story, you are a new student. You have, for various plot reasons, had to move to a new school. And you're introducing yourself and meeting people for the first time and all that kind of thing. It's a nice little conceit to get you to have new relationships. The main part of this is going to be choosing how to spend your time. Every day, Monday to Saturday, because it's Japan, you go to school. At school, you do various school things. At various points, you might have to answer a bit of uh, trivia questions and to show how smart you are and try and up your intelligence stat. But for the most part, it'll be your character does school things. And then you might walk to school with someone and have a discussion about what's going on or overhear some gossip that's going on. You might uh, meet someone at lunch and say, yes, I will meet up with you after school for ramen. Or you could, after school, meet up with some friends and do something. And in the evenings, you can spend time at home studying or working on a part-time job. This does not sound like a game in which you fight monsters, but it is, because your social actions, going out with your friends and doing stuff that progresses the story between you and that friend, drives systems in the fighting game. So, let's talk about the fighting game. In the second section, you have a world other than our own, but connected to it. In this world, there are monsters, which will turn into weird beasts, and it's weirder than that. And you have to then fight them. You do this using personas. You have these beings that you have control over. And you can instruct them to do various actions. It's a JRPG, so it's turn-based combat. And you can do various actions that use up MP. You can take hits, you can hit enemies with swords, you can... In five, you can shoot them with guns. But in general, you're stomping around, killing dudes. Gasper! Now, so far, this sounds like two games. One of which is fighting dudes, one of which is making friends. But what you can do as part of the uh, sort of powering up your character is to combine your personas that you collect into new ones. One moment. Each persona you create with this system will be of a certain, I think it's tarot card sets or possibly different types. You have stuff like Strength, The Chariot, The Sun, The Joker, these kind of things. 
each of those sort of groupings of persona will relate to a relationship with someone in the real world. Now, the closer you two get, and the more you reveal of their story, the better the cards that will be created, the more they level up when you create them. As an example, in Persona 4, one of the groups you can get involved with is you can join a sports club. Uh, I went and joined the soccer club. Uh, it was very silly, particularly uh, people being dicks to me because I was new and they didn't like me, so they made me do lots of cleaning up and stuff. But the head of the uh, team and I actually got on really well. He was the one I was taking out for ramen. And there was a subplot between him and one of his exes that over the course of various conversations, various going out, I managed to reveal and help him resolve. Gaspard! But every time I went out with him and hung out and ate ramen and talked about girls, because teenagers, my level with him went up, so the chariot cards I made became more powerful. This means that while you might spend your time studying in order to uh, do better at school, it's also as valid to go out and do social actions to get better at the fighting in the night. Additionally, going over into these other worlds to fight drains your stamina. It makes you more tired. This means that if you go out lots, you may be too tired to go out later on. Or you might lose an evening's action because you're just too tired to do anything and you have to get some more sleep. So there's a balancing act between both what you choose to do with your time slot and when you choose to go to this world. The other really big thing about these games is the uh, theming of them. Each one is based mainly around the... Uh, one second. Gaspard! Yep. Yeah. Good boy. Each game has its own theme. For example, uh, oh, each game has its own theme, generally based around the concept of the shadow self, the your, your subconscious, how what you're like deep down rather than what you show the world. These shadow selves are what you use to help use personas and also the framework around which these other worlds are created. Persona 4's theme was, I think, worry about your concerns and fears for the future. So when you went to the other world, the dungeons they created were themed around what that person is concerned about. The great example, uh, there is a character in this who is seen as a bit of a delinquent thug. He doesn't turn up to school, he's surly to everyone and angry, short hair, short bleached hair, that kind of thing. He is gay. He also enjoys knitting, and one time a biker gang turned up and he beat them all up so they go away. He's a complex character. Now, his world that was created for him was themed around a sh uh, his world that was created for him was themed around a steam baths it's very heavy with sexual innuendo very camp and throughout the entire thing i was under the impression that his main concern was about his homosexuality and about him dealing with that but it's not he is not closeted he is he accepts and knows that he is gay that's not what this, worry was, that this world was about. This world was about acceptance by society. He's a dichotomy because he's against what society thinks about him, but fundamentally still in their thrall. He is a gay man, which means he should be soft. But he is a thug, so he should be hard. And his problem 
was that thinking no one would accept him as being gay if he was also tough. And this steam baths was the only place, the only kind of setting in his subconscious where he could feel like he could be himself and know he'd be accepted. Moment. However, in Persona 5, it's a different theme. The theme is rebellion. It is about seeing injustice in the world and wanting to stop it. Uh, there's a whole big theming thing about distort the distorted world and how things are seen by people as the right thing to do may not be necessarily the right thing to do. And to fight against this, you must become a rebel. As an example, uh, spoilers for the first section of uh, Persona, which I still haven't, uh, Persona 5, which I still haven't actually completed, so spoilers for me. The uh, first area is the school. In this school is a, uh, is a PE teacher. He teaches volleyball. He used to be an Olympic gold medalist before doing this. And the school's volleyball team is nationally ranked. They go to championships and are really well good. But you stumble across the information that this teacher physically abuses his students. That he sees them mostly as slaves for his glory. It's generally seen that he is the one person who is keeping this school as aloft as it is. You come across information in the shadow world. Because in this shadow world, the school is literally a castle and he is the king of it. The big problem with this is that you, after finding this, go around and talk to the volleyball team and try and find out what's going on. And everyone, no one will tell you a thing. But then you find one person who's new to the team and man you manage to uh, trick him into speaking up. And he says, don't do anything, it doesn't matter because we're all being physically abused. We're being beaten, but it works. The teachers know about it, our parents know about it, and they allow it to happen. There's nothing you can do to help us. That is the distorted reality that you need to try and address. That is your first obstacle in this game because the teacher then screws you over like you screw over a lot of people in order to keep power, and you have to do something about it in the shadow world. It's all been very, very interesting thus far and bringing in new characters and new friends. Particularly Five, the animation is absolutely beautiful. It's really nicely put together. They've got proper good anime sections and then they nicely transition into 3D sections and it's all really high production value because that looks doing it. And it's also a game that has social commentary and social depth beyond what you would consider it could have. It's one I really do recommend people at least try. Uh, Persona 4 was out on the PS3, and also there was Persona 4 Golden on the PS Vita, so those should be fairly easy to pick up. I would recommend giving them a try. Uh, you might hate them, but I think they're at least worth seeing. I've now got to end of my walk, so that'll do it for me, and hopefully I shall see you again later on.